We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, now, just listen uh, very, very carefully here. Uh, I don't want anybody to misinterpret here. But uh, I was not on the air yesterday because I had to do jury duty. But I was rejected. Two appearances, two rejections. So I'm a rejected man today. So that's my story. But my call is to those of you who have served on juries, criminal juries, civil juries, grand juries. Please let us know your experiences. Y-O-U-R. Your experiences. Because most of us, apparently, will never know what it's like to sit on a jury. Remember that scene in Road to Perdition where Tom Hanks's kid asks, could I have gotten more? And Tom Hanks says, we'll never know. And to those of us who will never be able to sit on a jury, we'll never know. Uh, by the way, the uh, situation with the... Uh, uh, with the accident um, that the one guy had called in on. Um, I know now the facts that were presented and the facts of the accident, and I would have sided with the majority of the jurors um, for various reasons, which I won't bore you with, nor would uh, I, I want to go into, but um, I have all the facts in front of me, and uh, it uh, it was not a cut-and-dry case by any means. Well, it was, but it wasn't in favor of the motorcyclist, let me say that. Okay, back to the calls on WBEN. Your experiences being seated on a jury. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And Jack in Holland, you are on. Hello. Hey, good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Uh, it's a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Yes, sir, it is. So I don't have any jury experience myself, but um, back in 1901, um, when President McKinley was assassinated, my grandfather's grandfather sat on the grand jury that indicted uh, Leon Shlogosh. The guy who shot and killed President McKinley in 1901. That's correct, yes. Here in Buffalo. He, he was on the grand jury or the trial jury? The grand jury. Well, that's a bit of history that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I've actually got, I've actually got a photograph of the um, of the grand jury sitting outside the courthouse. And what's interesting is I've got a photograph, and I've got a um, a, a picture out of a newspaper, and they appear by all means to be the exact same photograph. 
one, you know, copied from the other, except for that there's one person in one photograph that isn't in the other. So me being very amateurish, <laughs> I, I tried to analyze both pictures to look for, like, you know, change of um, expressions, change of position of hands, change of position of feet, legs, things like that. They appear to be the exact same photograph, but somehow this man winds up in the other photograph. You know, so I don't know if it's some type of early, um, you know, photograph. What, what's the word I'm looking? Photoshop, I guess. You know. Well, I and, wonder um, if you go back and you look at the history of the Soviet Union. There are a lot of people who got erased. The question is, did the guy get erased? Uh, I guess that is a mystery. Maybe it was a ghost. Oh. <laughs> Well, I guess that could be. But actually, you know, when you when you go back and you just – I don't want to spend too much time on this, but if you go back and you uh, look at the trial of Leon Cholgosh, who killed President McKinley here in Buffalo at the Pan American Exposition in 1901, the defense attorneys actually apologized to the court for having to represent Cholgosh. Like, totally unethical. Uh, basically, uh, this case was forced on us. We feel very uncomfortable representing this man. And I think it was a one-day trial. We're close to um, it. You know, I have to admit that I don't know. Um, but if you go to the court building today, the, you know, the Erie County office building um, and the courts there, the, um, the thing, things got so out of hand of, of people trying to get at him that they actually had to put up iron gates. Across the front of the court, across the front of the courtroom, to keep people out, and those iron gates still stand there today. They never took them down. And the courtroom still stands. Yes, it does. In Old County Hall. Well, that's a very interesting, uh, very interesting bet. I'm glad your great grandfather had a chance to sit on a grand jury, but you never have. You ever been called? I have not. Yeah, this this will be the day that uh, tomorrow you open your mailbox and you'll have that summons. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm afraid my luck kind of works that way. It's kind of weird, you know. All right, Jack. But, thanks. Um, thank thank you very much. Very interesting. Very interesting story. Uh, by the way, the uh, book you might want to read if, if you don't know anything about the McKinley assassination, but you want to. It's called "I Done My Duty." I forget the author, but it's a book on the McKinley assassination, including the trial of Leon Cholgosh. I Done My Duty is the title of the book. It's very badly bound, and there are some typos in it, um, but it's a, you know, it's a work by an amateur, and that's okay. Amateurs do good work. Let's go to Alex in Akron on WBEN. Your experience sitting on a jury, sir? Uh, yeah, so it was about five years ago. I was in uh, Erie County, and they, they called everybody up to the, the juror's table, a couple cases and this was for uh so they asked a couple questions of like hey do you have any animals and i was like yep i have two oh dude you're killing me man you're cutting out on me you like your dogs i'm like yeah i love my dogs all this oh sorry yeah it would... so they asked if i had any any pets so i said yes i have, t I have two little dogs and then they they brought me up and they selected me as a as an alternate. So I was like, okay, that's really interesting. So went through it was about three days worth of trials back and forth, and the guy had what do you have like uh, treadmills in his basement, 
he had all kinds of books on dog fighting. And long story short, he was he was guilty. So the, the what we missed in the beginning of the call was it was a case about dog fighting. Yes. And like the thing is about dog fighting in Buffalo, there's one family that is the the godfather of, of dog fighting in the city. So I, I don't want you to mention any names, but uh, not any big surprise to the people in law enforcement or cruelty cases. Um, so found guilty, and as far as the punishment is concerned, uh, how much? I I can't remember. Being an alternate, they didn't allow me to be a part of that final, you know, say. During all the back and forths, you know, you go back to the room, and it was it was pretty cut and dry for us. Uh, so what they told me to do after is just call on after and, you know, see what the, the verdict was. So I called, like, oh, yeah, that case, yeah, definitely guilty. Like, okay. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I'd like to know. They gave me. I'd like to know the sentencing. I think a lot of people would. I mean, dogfighting uh, might have been might have been uh, acceptable in the uh, 1800s in certain parts of the country into the 1900s, but uh, between dogfighting and cockfighting, uh, not exactly my favorite amusements. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Alex. That's the Michael Vick call of the uh, of the day. Do you have any experience having been seated on a jury? Or, I should ask this question, have you been called on multiple times and rejected for the uh, opportunity to sit on a jury? And speaking uh, to my personal self, my own self, if I'm allowed to do that, uh, twice I have been called, twice I have been rejected and I still don't know why I was rejected and it and it bothers me and our first caller she's been called five times for jury duty and every one of those five times she was rejected and I think she said the last case for which she was rejected involved her particular employer and the program in which she was involved um, with the school for which uh, or against which the suit had been filed um, and yeah, mine was going to be a civil case, a civil case, uh, but I never got past the back room, the back room, but at least we made it to the back room. I don't know if everybody made it to the back room, but we made it to the back room. And they've got a really interesting system too. You go down there and once they reject you, you, you go out another hallway. So you don't ever interact with anybody else who is in that room ever again. 803. I, I thought we should have a reunion next year. I'm just saying. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Have you been multiply rejected for jury duty, like certain people I know? Or have you been on several juries? It seems like it's either feast or famine. Here is uh, Ray in Buffalo. Ray, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi. I've, I've been suffering from rejection on multiple cases for different reasons. First time was a criminal trial, and the question that was asked, uh, do you have any law enforcement in your family? I smiled and I said, both of my sons-in-laws are police officers. Gone. The second time was an um, economic damages trial uh, regarding an injury. As a, have you ever served on, a, um, on such a case or testified or been involved in a case like this? Raised my hand, says, yes, I've been a professional witness on economic damages more than 10 times in federal and state courts. 
and um, a CPA. And response to that, gone. <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want anybody that can do the math. I love it. Well, at least, you know what, at least you can assign some rationality to why you were rejected. And that that's one of the questions they do. Actually, those are two of the boxes that you have to check. One is, uh, are you or anybody close to you in or have been connected to law enforcement, law office? And I think um, um, uh, your, your situation is mentioned, um, insurance industry. I believe. I should have brought the sheet with me. Um, yeah, I've been in the insurance industry. Yeah. Ray, I, I'm so sorry that you also were rejected, and we should form a club of those rejected for jury duty. That's okay. I don't need therapy. I'm good with that. It's all right. <laughs> all right. Thanks very much. Actually, it's going to be more like an encounter group with hot women, but all right. You're not interested. Thank you, sir. Uh, 803-0930-1-800-616-WBEN. Your stories are excellent. Your stories are excellent. See, I don't really have any stories. That's why I'm asking for yours. Your experience sitting on a jury, I am two for two, rejected both times. Let's get back to the calls, and here is uh, Diane in West Seneca. Diane, hello. Hello. Yes, I was on, I had jury duty, um... First of all, there was like about 400 people all in one room. You had a number, and when they called your number, they called you into a room, and then they asked you a bunch of different questions, and then they told you to go back and wait, okay? And then at the end of the day, they told you, yes, you were selected for for jury duty. Okay, so we came back like two days later, and basically it was a case of on a Super Bowl Sunday – there was a party, and a gentleman was accused of taking a lady's purse. And it was during the wintertime, and he had run and then jumped across the fence. So the police had followed the footprints up to where the footsteps led, and they got the gentleman. Okay, they arrested him. And then so we went to the trial, and it lasted for three days back and forth. And because it was uh, a weekend and we still couldn't come to an agreement if he, you know, was guilty or not guilty, they took, they, we were told, uh, excuse me, it was, a, was on a Thursday. They told everybody that night to bring a change of clothes in case we had to stay overnight. And that night they took everybody across the street to a restaurant that I can't name but had four policemen or four, you know, guards. There were 12 of us paid for everybody for dinner, plus the four guards. Now, if you wanted to go to the bathroom, a lady had to leave her purse outside the the ladies' room door, couldn't bring it in with her. No cell phones at that time were allowed. So anyway, like I said, had to bring a change of clothes. And then in the end, uh, he was found guilty because of the footprints leading to the door. I I would think that uh, you you need not be some forensics expert to come to that verdict. I'm surprised it took that long. Yeah, I know. Well, because you know it was you know mixed race back and forth, and some of the one race said no, he's not guilty. Some of the people of the other race said yes, he is guilty. So, you know, finally, the judge said, hey, look, 
you know, you guys have got to come to a conclusion. This is, this is ridiculous. You guys go back and go figure it out. And you got to come to a unanimous decision. Is this gentleman guilty or not guilty? So we ended up having to stay overnight in the hotel. And it was one room, one person per hotel room. So if they had to get 12 hotel rooms. I mean, it was a lot of money for one simple case of stealing a purse. But that's the way that's the way the system works. But if, if it was a racial thing, um, you might be interested in knowing that now prospective jurors have to watch a video on implicit bias and how we tend to take people who look as we do and assume they could never do anything wrong. And somebody who doesn't look as we do, ah, guilty. Yeah. And that, that yeah, goes well, would, for every you know, race there is. Yeah. I, you know, excuse me, I would think so. Well, one of the big problems was where they caught him upstairs in the attic. There were, they found paraphernalia of somebody doing drugs. And he said, no, it was the other person that lives here. <laughs> so what they ended up doing was taking this man's shoe from him taking it outside and measuring it to the footprint that was left in the snow. And, yep, it was an exact match. The other person who he said it was, you know, like a size off or something. So, yeah, it was him who did commit the crime. That is so cut and dry. That, that is just so cut and dry. I don't know what the problem would have been. Uh, how long ago was that? Oh, probably about 15 years ago. Good Lord. You know, it wasn't. I know, but it wasn't for a lot of money. The lady only had like $28 in her purse. So was <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, that That's bizarre, unbelievable. Thank you very much, Diane. Great story. Um, anybody? I just to let you know. Oh, I, I, I to let you know. The, the gentleman did get 10 years for, for robbery. So I'm, pres- years. I'm presuming he, it was not his first offense. No, it was not. Yeah. It was it, like his third. It was his third. Yep, yep, exactly. Thank you very much, Diane. I uh, appreciate your call. You know, those of you who have been through a deliberation, uh, you probably can't talk about the name. I don't want you to talk about the names of the people. Uh, but what what is that like? How did you come to consensus? And, uh, yeah, basically, if you're just joining us, uh, we are doing the show because I was off yesterday and I had jury duty, but I got rejected for the second time. I've been called twice. I've been rejected twice. I feel bad about that. Uh, part of me would like to sit on a jury, but uh, at, on the other hand, at this point, um, this particular time in my life, um, I don't know that I could make a commitment to doing it, uh, even how, however much uh, I want to for uh, r- certain reasons. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And this song is a song played by every single cover band in Western New York. Thank you. It is 5.36 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the show. Your experiences on a jury or being rejected by uh, the attorneys to be on a jury. I'm two for two uh, on rejections if you're keeping score at home. And I don't know why. Um, does that sound like whiny enough? I don't know why. I don't like being rejected. Let me make the choice. They could have accepted me for the jury, and then I could have tried to get out of it. Would have felt better about that. And I guess what what's frustrating to me, and what would be frustrating to you if you are in certain jobs, is um, you know you aren't going to get called, but you still have to go down. That's the only bad thing I can say. I knew I wasn't going to make it. It was very improbable, but it was a requirement that I go down. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, there are so many jokes I could make off of what I just said, but I'm going to go right to the calls. And Mark uh, in uh, Lindenville on WBEN, hello. Hello, Tom. Hello, sir. How are you today? It's a wonderful. It's a beautiful day. Good to be back. Well, it was about 20 years ago. I worked on a farm, and I I didn't want to be selected, but I sat over by the window on the east side of the courthouse, and um, it was about 95 degrees, and everybody got excused except for the last 12 people, and I was one of them. Oh, no. And the judge just pointed over and said, that's your jury. The defense attorney didn't want any of the people before, so he got the rest of us, the leftovers. <laughs> yeah, so it, basically it was just a dumb numeric luck? I guess, but no, it was three days, and we got a chicken sandwich and every for lunch every day. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, well, um, that's, that's interesting. So I wonder if, given the increasing diversity of society, if uh, – if if you are Muslim or Jewish or Hindu and have certain dietary restrictions, how much they need to accommodate you? I bet that's a real that's a big thing. That'd be a good question for Doctor Farrow. But she's in uh, uh, Erie County, and you aren't. What was the case? Was it criminal or was it civil? It was criminal. It was a, a thievery, and um, the the judge asked us if um we knew any of the the people, the last 12 people. And um, I said, well, uh, the district attorney used to be my personal lawyer. Now he was the district attorney. And the judge says, well, you got any problem with it? I says, no, no, there's no problem with that. And the, the defendant, he, well, I'm not going to say much, but it, it was pretty cut and dry. <laughs> 
Okay, but I I would think that the guy's um, defense attorney that 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 would have been a, a ground to disqualify you, your previous client relationship. Um, uh, you know. He disqualified 150 people before me. I guess the judge just got pissed off and said, we're going to get this over with. I don't know. Well, so, you know, I, I wish we have a lot of lawyers who listen to the show. I hope that one of them will call in and explain the whole jury selection process. And the thing is, not every um, not every lawyer, lawyers are so specialized. So uh, trial lawyers, if you want to call in and give your two cents worth. Uh, but I, I will tell you, Mark, I hope that you had as good an experience uh, where you are as I did uh, in Erie County, uh, and the Commissioner of Jurors, Dr. Christine Farrow. She is a peach. Thank- oh, yeah, I, I had a good – there was, there was a, quite an experience. And there was – but you, you, it's something you got to experience, I guess, to be able to really – Well, that's why I'm, I'm glad you're calling in to let me know because apparently I'm never going to be good enough to be on a jury. Mark, thank Fine. you. Thank you very much. I I appreciate the call. Somebody said last night, it's because you're too smart. And I just looked at them and I said, man, do I have you fooled? Are you kidding me? Maybe it's some things, but most of life, I don't have a clue. I don't have, hey, um, Josh, the light bulb burnt. Do you know how to change a light bulb? Can can you do that for me? Because you might come over and take care of that for me tonight. I think you're smart enough. You're just not tall enough. Our new producer tomorrow will be Lucas Buckley. Um, here is uh, Steve on Grand Island. Steve, you're on WVEN. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm just getting nailed on all sides today. What's on your mind? Uh, I've been on two juries. I've been. Uh, requested to go down both times i got picked the very first time i got picked it was for a murder trial and when i went upstairs because we all got picked and then we had to go upstairs to a room everybody's sitting there with long faces and i said what's the problem this is a civic duty that we're to do our forefathers fought for us to have this right let's make it an experience and don't be so depressed they said you got picked it's not about the money i mean Granted, we're all losing money over this, but we just got it, and we got to deal with it. And that was 25 years ago, and that was before they gave you coffee or water or anything. I brought a coffee pot in every day and made coffee and just wanted to make it the best experience for everybody. Well, Steve, you are a remarkable person, and this was in Erie County? Yes. Um, and, and did, did people – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm when, when you told people to cheer up and it was their civic duty. See, we got that speech yesterday from Dr. Farrow. Uh, she was so upbeat and bright on a Monday morning. Again, the Bills won Sunday night, which did not hurt. But the, uh, I mean, it, they, it, things could not have been any nicer uh, for the jurors, in, in my opinion. And as I've, as I've said, it's uh, one of the two best departments of government with with which I personally dealt, the pistol permit office of Erie County under Alan Brown, and actually before him, Will Fowler uh, is running really, really well, and Dr. Furrow, the commissioner of jurors, um, she's got that, uh, I don't know what, I don't know 
it was it was a different experience for me anyway last time last time it was not nearly as juror friendly as it was yesterday and that says something i think for dr farrell so um your situation is uh did did people did did, did people keep their chin up after your little pep talk yeah i mean it, it got much better because i i went around and i said well let's introduce ourselves to first names only and you know let's Let's make friends here. I said, we're going to be with each other. We don't know how many days for. We could be here for a day. We could be here for two weeks. And uh, let's not just come in here with bad attitudes every day and make our days long. And very fortunate it was a cut and dry murder case. I mean, we we got picked on Thursday. We had to go back the following Monday, and we were done on Thursday. So, a cut and dry murder case. Okay, uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, what were? Do you recall what some of the arguments uh, were by the defense? Uh, why the client was not actually the murderer? Uh, just said it couldn't have been him because he was not in town. But there was just too many witnesses stating that he was in town, and uh, it was just. And then his one witness had said, well, he couldn't have been in town because I was on the phone with his girlfriend at the time when it happened. And she said he was in the background. And they're like, no, nah, that couldn't have possibly happened because what she just contradicted herself a lot because she was only like two blocks from the murder scene. And she said she heard the gunshots. Oh, wow. So, did as part of that, just out of curiosity, a morbid curiosity perhaps, but because it was a murder trial, did uh, you guys on the jury have to look at photographs of the victim, the crime? Oh, we lost the call. Oh, well, uh, the crime scene photos. And I would have to ask that question because, um, you know, a lot of people uh, get very grossed out by certain things. And... Let's face it, some crime scene photos are pretty graphic and pretty grisly. Uh, you don't have to go around the Internet too much to see those for yourself. I don't know if people's sensitivity is lowered because of more exposure to that kind of stuff uh, on, the, uh, on the Internet. Like, uh, man shoots himself in police custody. That uh, guy who got busted, they, nobody frisked him and he had the gun in his waistband. And, yeah, one minute he's getting a drink of water, next minute he ends his life. Dumb. Anyway, it is uh, 546. Have you served on a jury? And here's something that I think we can all find a little bit interesting out of this whole thing. It's like you either get on multiple juries or you get on no juries at all. And uh, the first caller on this topic, five times Summoned to jury duty, not once was she accepted on the jury. And yet, we've had callers who've said, oh, yes, I've been on two juries. Yes, I've been on two juries. Like, what's the magic? Seriously, what is the magic? I want to know. Speaking for myself, look, I think it, it, it is your civic duty, okay, to serve on a jury. It is, your, it, it is absolutely your duty. And there are obviously some times in your life that are better than other times in your life to make a commitment to uh, serving on a jury. And there are reasons that I don't think I could be doing it um, right now. <coughs> Excuse me. But in the future, I would uh, – I'd very much – I mean, I, I, I'm upset <laughs> – 
excuse me. I am upset personally that I've been rejected twice. I'm, I'm upset about that. But on the other hand, I'm kind of relieved because it saves me from having to explain certain things that I don't really feel like explaining. So it's kind of like a, a mixed bag, if you will. But on balance, I really would like to serve on a jury someday. So your stories are, I find, uh, I'm vicariously enjoying your stories. Was it a criminal situation, a criminal trial that you were on? Was it a civil trial? We've had both today. We even had a grand juror call in. I would love to be on a grand jury. That's, that's, that's incredible to be on a grand jury. Now, here's what's really weird. And again, um, I'm going to use a story from my own personal life because I think it's relevant to this situation. But there is somebody I know who is involved in law enforcement. And this individual was seated on a grand jury. And I, I, for the life of me, I'm trying to figure out, wait a minute. If this person I know gets seated on a grand jury and they're in law enforcement at uh, a very interesting level, how come I got rejected? Just wondering. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, like that time Michelle Pfeiffer said she didn't want to dance with me. Seriously, what's up with that? Uh, back to the calls. Uh, your jury duty experience, something that some of us will just never know, and it is Tom in Amherst. Tom, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Thank you, Tom. I just want to let you know I sat on the Attica trials back in 1975. No Attica. way. Yep, way is right. We convicted the only two people. We convicted in the Attica uprising. They were ever convicted in that in that uh, trial, and it was back in 1975. I was on the jury for over three months. Oh, good okay, lord! Till we were sequestered the last three days in the Statler back then, and um, it was uh, amazing. I'm not a nervous person, but I was in, sat in the center of the jury, and every time someone had a question, they always leaned towards me. And uh, we deliberated for three days, so we convicted John Hill and Charles Parnassolis, okay, of murdering uh, Anthony Quinn. Um, he and, was uh, he was the guard that was beaten up, who died, and then everything escalated because they had a dead CEO, right? Right. Okay. They broke into Times Square. Yep. And they actually brought the pin in that the weld broke in the gates that was able to let the inmates get into Times Square and I'm familiar with the prison. That's where all the gar all the uh, yards meet at a center point at yep. Attica Prison. And they brought the pin in and shows a faulty weld. And once they got in there, they got the keys to all the guards, to all the all the from the guards. And uh, they actually uh, beat Quinn to death with a two by four. Well, he he in pictures of the guy. He he did not die immediately. He died. No. Um, uh, after the attack, a few days, I believe, after the attack. And that changed the entire complexion of what happened at Attica because then it became um, it, it, it became an intense power struggle. As far as I'm concerned, the way it was resolved did not have to happen. But that well, was that was something that the other people decided in cases later on, the civil trials. But, but you said on the criminal trial, um, so you have a little bit of uh, of history there under your belt. Yeah, I do. I knew that prison inside and out. And actually, I still have my notes that I took back in 1975, drawing a picture of the prison 
and all the witnesses that came forward, you know, whether to believe them or not believe them, uh, inmates that came forward and guards that came forward. Uh, and before two big time attorneys was William Kunstler right. and former attorney general Ramsey Clark. Right. And, um, I got to tell you, man, they were uh, brought body language people into court till Judge King finally had enough of those people and threw them all out. But uh, I still remember bringing that verdict in at 9 o'clock on a Saturday night. And remember, there were no cell phones at the time, and uh, the press just went bananas looking for pay phones. And uh, uh, it was just crazy, you know, and they actually took us home in police cars. Wow. That, that, that's... Yep, they took yeah. No, that, sir. That is that's an amazing story, and uh, there there are some pretty good documentaries about uh, the Attica right. prison uprising that are online. Which uh, you know, wa- watching them in 2022, it gives you a different perspective than the people were facing when the actual riot was going on. And I'm I'm firmly convinced that uh, Rockefeller really screwed that up. Those people did not have to die. Well, here's the worst part about this whole thing, okay? We convicted John Hill, okay, uh, which they were on a platform that they were persecuted because they had Indian heritage in them. And uh, we found out later that these people didn't have any more Indian heritage in them than you and me. Great, great, great grandmother had some kind of Indian in her. So when Governor Kerry was governor at the time, after five years that Hill was in prison, they commuted his sentence. Because they said no one else was brought to trial, none of the state police, none of the inmates. They let him out. After five years, he killed that guard, and they let him out of prison. And Parnassus, we gave him one to four, and he got out too. So uh, the whole thing was just crazy. But, uh, you know, uh, at the time, I was plowing snow. And what does it do? It starts snowing the day that the deliberation started, and Ramsey Clark, just looked at me the whole time because I told him, what do you do for a living? I said, I plow snow for a living, and I'm a contractor. And the body language worked. He stared at me and said, hey, Tom, you know, you're not going to convict these people because you have to get out and, and take care of your customers. And it snowed for three days, April 5th, 6th, and 7th of 1975. Well, he didn't know you, Tom. He did not know you. Uh, what what a great what a great uh, uh, story! Thank you very much. Um, I appreciate. You're welcome. Tom. I appreciate it. I wish I had time to take everybody's calls because uh, about the closest I'll ever come to sitting on a jury, and a lot of folks listening will also never be on uh, a jury. But if if you ever get a chance, uh, go back and watch some of the documentaries about uh, Attica and uh, count the many errors that were made by New York State that resulted in carnage that absolutely, positively did not have to happen. It just did not have to happen. Um, it was uh, it, it was just uh, abysmal. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.